Hello, everybody, and welcome to Greenlight Reviews. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Ann, today we're going to talk about Babel, or Babel if you prefer. Both pronunciations are correct, from the Tower of Babel. It stars Brad Pitt, Kate Blanchett, and several people that we didn't know before. A beautiful young Japanese girl named Rinko Kikuchi, a Spanish actress named Adriana Barraza, mm-hmm. and Gail Garcia Bernal. We've seen him in a couple of films before. This is a beautiful movie, and it, is. and it was directed so beautifully by Alejandro González Iñárritu. It takes basically three different stories mm-hmm. and knits them together, and we find out at the end that they are all very much involved with each other. Not unlike the movie Crash. Very similar. It's in that genre. The first thing we see is an American couple from Texas, Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. traveling through Morocco. And they're on a bus traveling through the desert. Up in the hills, this little boy, probably about 11, 12 years old, has just gotten a high-powered rifle that somebody gave his father for a gift. He was told to go out and shoot jackals with it Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't kill his flock. But he aims at this bus instead from almost a mile away. And he winds up shooting Kate Blanchett in the shoulder. Of course, Brad Pitt goes berserk. He wants to get her to a hospital, of course. No cell phones. <laughs> no cell phones, no nothing. And he winds up going to the nearest town where there's no real doctor. These are peasants. These are goat farmers. And he gets madder and madder and more frustrated and more frustrated. He doesn't carry this film. He's only a small part of it, really, as all of them are small parts that fit together. Well, he's busy carrying Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yes, he carried her all over the place. He does. I thought Brad Pitt was as good as I've ever seen him on the screen. He's wonderful, and he allowed the director to show him at his real age, in his 40s. He's wonderful in the part. He's so believable, and he gives such a heart-wrenching performance. And I must say, Kate Blanchett, who has fewer lines because she's under great pain for most of the film. She gives a heart-wrenching performance as well. These two are very mature actors, and it's wonderful to see them in parts that really show off their stuff. Definitely. Now, back in Texas, they have a nanny. Her name is Amelia, played by Adriana Barraza, and what a corker of a performance this is. I agree with you, Les. She desperately wants to go across the border into Mexico to see her son get married, but she's caring for the two children. She and her nephew, Gail Garcia Bernal, get into an old rattletrap car and take these children across the border to see this wedding. And of course, that's a bad idea. Oh, yes, it was a terrible idea. And because she had this terrible responsibility of taking care of the two children, I don't want to give too much away, but she is a heroic character in this movie, and I almost well up because it's such an emotional role. There is a fourth heroic character. The actress is Rinko Kikuchi, a Japanese teenage actress. She plays a deaf-mute high school girl in Tokyo who is suddenly coming to grips with her growth, her coming of age, her sexuality, and she doesn't know what to do with it because she is a deaf mute. She can't communicate with other people, and she gets herself into all sorts of trouble, too. 
it's done so sensitively. It's done so beautifully. Mm -hmm. The photography is brilliant. The acting is good. And you're seeing, of course, Texas and Mexico and Morocco and Tokyo. Tokyo. (laughs) It's a long film, but it's a beauty. It is. I like the fact that the director seems to be on the side of optimism rather than pessimism because all of the stories could have ended In a different way, let me say that. Yes. In the long run, people did find a way to reach out and touch each other. And that's what makes this movie have such a powerful and upbeat way of looking at life. It's a different kind of movie. And I appreciated that. It's a very noble film. It is. I think it was done very high-mindedly. I think there are things in the film that if they were done any differently would be very shocking to the viewer. They are not shocking here. It's all handled very, very beautifully and with sympathy. Right. You know, you talked earlier about the photography. This cinematographer, Rodrigo Pietro, he also did Brokeback Mountain. Wow. And he captured that barren life of that Moroccan desert better than I've ever seen it in a movie. But he also got that phenomenal nightlife of Tokyo, and he got the garishness of a Mexican wedding. But... These scenes are all treated with great respect. Nobody is making fun of or being cruel towards any of these scenarios. It's the milk of human kindness. There's a positiveness about this movie that I don't often see. I think so, too. Several reviewers have picked on Brad Pitt, saying he was overacting, he was punching the wall, he was so angry. Of course he was angry. If your wife got shot in the neck in the middle of Morocco, you'd be angry, too. I think he handled it very, very well. At the point in the marriage where things are not going well Mm -hmm. before the accident, you could tell that they were having trouble relating to each other on this trip. Each scenario ends with the characters coming to a greater understanding about their own lives. And maybe the moral of the story here is that the director and the writer want us not to think that our way of life is the only way. And maybe we can make some sense out of the chaos, which, of course, this film starts out with. So to me, there's a wonderful ending to the movie. And I felt very upbeat about mankind after I walked out of the picture. I think you're absolutely right. I think we have to watch this very carefully for Oscar nominations. There should be several. Certainly Adriana Barraza and Rinko Kikuchi as Best Supporting Actress nominees. I think the film will be nominated. I think the director will be nominated. It's very, very good. It's very, very worthwhile. It's not one of those two-and-a-half-hour films that you start twitching, saying, when is this going to end? I couldn't believe it was ending so quickly. I was totally engaged. Yes, absolutely. What color light are you giving this one? Oh, I'm giving it a warm loving green light. And I am too. I'm giving it a strong green light. I really urge people to see Babel. I think it'll give you a lot to think about. And maybe more importantly, it'll give you and your friends, your family, something to talk about. I think Babel is that kind of a movie. I think so too. And isn't that really what an awful lot of movies are supposed to be like? I agree. And not enough are, but Mm -hmm. Babel certainly fills the bill for us in 2006. Two green lights for Babel. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, GenXGrownUp.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?